All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast, with your host, Terry Nasty Sotomayor, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is former Philadelphia Flyer draft pick and back-to-back two-time Stanley Cup champion, the big rig, Patrick Maroon. Time to face off. All right, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What is going on, Nasty? What's up, Riggs? Where, what are you doing there? You, you're on vacation? Uh, just hanging out in Cancun, you know. Oh, having some fun, catching some rays, getting the oh, hell out of craziness in the, in the U.S., I'm I'm a little jealous, but if you're going to be in Mexico, I'm not sure why your lovely wife Ashley isn't bebopping around in a little bikini. As she we is do by the pool. Episode. <laughs> well, that does us no good for ratings if she's out by the pool. I know. Uh, it looks know. awesome, man. Even though you're in your room, I see sun sunshine coming. All oh, the man. sunshine is flowing. My back's burnt already after day one yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's been nice. You got to do what. What Carl Dykhouse did, you put 30 on twice. And <laughs> right. You remember that? I forgot about that little tidbit of information. <laughs> it's good info to have, especially when you're in Cancun. You got to double up. You got to double it up, buddy. How Smoking was your well week? You. Oh, 
man. I had a, another good uh, night down in Atlantic City um, at the uh, skate zone there with uh, Jared, Nikki, and Matt, and Spock, and Mike. Uh, it's awesome. I go down there on Thursdays, um, do a lot of sharpening, selling some nasty knuckles gear, some settlement cool. skate sharpening gear, and we had a we had a men's league game last night. We were missing five normal players rigs because Ooh. of this COVID. And COVID found a way again. to get it done. <laughs> we found a way to get we it always done. Do. So we're, we're we've got uh two regular season games left. We are about 12 and 0. So a lot of pressure on us. Teams really shooting for us, especially last night. The place is just packed. People are going nuts because they think that we're coming up with a loss. <laughs> and uh, we had a few call-ups, Grant Garcia, my boy being one of them. Um, and uh, I got to make a shout-out real quick to Laurel Jazzer. It's one of our buddies, uh, JJ's daughter, who sells us our Girl Scout cookies, which I know you're not allowed to eat. No. But Laurel's our biggest supporter, and she's got more Girl Scout cookies than any little girl I've ever met in my life. So, oh, wow. Laurel, keep them coming. I just don't want to Oof. put any weight on. We're getting ready, especially if I was in Cancun. But anyway, that's well, about it for me, man. How was your week? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Can't complain. Just prepping for this trip, getting the kids organized. And uh, that shirt looks rad, Nast. What do you got there? Oh, I got a little I like it. Knucks. That is this thing. Kick yeah, ass. we had. Yeah, I had um, a lot of people came in the last few days, and uh, they're they're going quick, man. Beauty. So. This was a great design, man. I love it. Yeah. That's Kaz. That's all Kaz. Love you, brother. That's right. Kaz is the man. He is the man. He- well, let's uh let's jump into the Flyers. Let's uh talk about the the big win the other night. Yeah. Um they were, you know, uh 3 and 4. No, they were 1 and 4, 1 and 3. Yeah, they had a tough. Yeah, it's tough. I'm losing track here, man. It's confusing some days. Yeah, so they're one and three in the last four, finishing up the week with a big win. Sambo, the game winner, first NHL goal, brings a ton of energy. I mean, I was excited. I was actually in tears listening to him. uh, His post game there, man. I felt so so excited for him and proud of him. Cause I coached him, you know, back, uh, back, back yeah. in the day with the, with the Phantoms and I worked as a D coach, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, with big Sam. So we had a, a lot of communication for a couple of years there. And, uh, obviously everybody knows he has had some bad bounces and some injuries been oh, plagued man. with, uh, but, uh, the guy loves hockey. He's got the passion. He's got the energy. He's got everything we talked about with, you know, you know, yeah. Curtis Gabriel and this energy that the Flyers been lacking, uh, don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but, uh, he brought, he brought the, the night before he bought the fight, he got fined, you know, he, he took care of Lemieux there who landed up getting traded. Uh, he knocked him right hours. out of the East coast. <laughs> he knocked him right out of the East coast. Um, but, uh, certainly something to build off the, the excitement I'm, of the team, right? I mean, you see ghosts coming in there, everyone's flying in there, the smiles, yeah. the energy, I mean, you know, Sambo, take, I mean, exactly. And, and just to see, like you said, Riles, the excitement, they were more excited that he scored than he was. And he was, you know, that's probably the most excited Sammy's ever been. It was his first NHL goal. And to, to see Raph, even, you know, Michael Raffle come flying in there, like he, he couldn't get there quick enough. And they almost had a little bounce going uh, in the, in the huddle there. So God, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And, and like you said, you know what? 
he played a simple game, which we've talked about. Um, he, he just, he made a quick pass when he got the puck, he got the puck out of, you know, out of harm's way. He was tough in front of the net, which they need right now. And like you said, we don't want to get carried away, but he did what he needed to do. And it is what they've needed. And the team played well, Moose played well, you know, hopefully we've said, we said this last week, but I think this is going to get them going and knock the jinx them. But Buffalo's a struggling team right now that look like they don't want to play hockey. And I think the fly, the fly boys got to jump all over them here and get these next two. Now all of a sudden you got three wins and you're rolling. And I think the confidence is going to keep uh, getting stronger as yep, they go no, along here. Couldn't agree with you more. They they need to follow that up with a big win against a very, very fragile team. And they're struggling. I'm not even sure what the record is in the last 10, but it's not good. Um, so it, it can go, you know, it can go either way uh, where you go into that game and you, you think you're going to walk all over them and they, and then they show you up or, or, or you just play a confident, strong game and you have to get the two points. There's no question. You have to get the two points and build off that string a few wins together, starting with that second one. Uh, but I also wanted to mention, you know, Sambo is playing D right. I mean, as you said, right. he made a couple of good crisp passes uh, start of the season. They wanted to try and convert him to a forward, which I, I just don't think that that's in the cards. Uh, you know, he went down to the minors for the Phantoms, played forward for a bit, a couple injuries on D, went back on D and uh, apparently had some, you know, some st- structured, really, you know, put, put together games there and then got the call up. And like you said, he kept it simple. I think that's the whole thing with Sambo. You know, he just needs to make that first crisp pass. And then if there's ever any dangers, get the puck out and live to fight another day. And then like he scored, I mean, just putting a puck on net. He's got a big shot. Doesn't need the big windup. I think, you know, when I coached him, it's like, you don't need the big 110 mile an hour slapper every time, you know, right, everyone right. gets in the shot lane and blocks it anyways. You just got to get it off, you know, and just get it to the yeah. net. And I mean, it was a great shot anyways, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I am too. And, and like you said there, you don't need the big wind up, but you got to give him credit too. Like he's kind of a stay at home guy. He jumped up into the play. He, he saw, he saw that that was there. And, and I don't think he, I don't know if anyone ever brought that up, but I mean, you have to give him credit for that. Like he Absolutely. saw that that was there and he jumped up and won the game. I mean, it, it was, yeah. it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. And, and you know, like we, we look, we talked about the flyers D for the last you know several months right i mean there's holes there's inconsistencies and um and to me you know if you have him as a sixth or seventh defenseman consistently i mean he he brings that size that presence that physicality that they've lacked forwards andy yeah. um he's got a long ass stick you got the pool skimmer yeah. out there i mean I, I really think he can defend well i think the, the inconsistencies for him were just making that first you know crisp tape to tape play out of the zone. And I think he did that just the, you know, it's five foot, yeah, 10 yeah. foot pop play. It doesn't have to be anything sexy. And I think he's accepted that, uh, you know, as, as a role. Um, and again, it's for him now, it's just being consistent. You know, I think that's always been his, yeah. you know, I may mean, say his, uh, his issue, um, but he hasn't been healthy either. So here he is, he got a healthy Sambo, yeah. he got a hungry Sam and um, you know, something to build off anyways, you know, at the very least there was some sign of energy within that team, some sort of glue um, that was uh, very apparent for the, yeah, for, for the average fan. And, and, you know, like you feel, we know Sammy, so it's different for us, but you read comments, you see things like, People have no idea what this kid's been through, man. I, I read a few things. Uh, oh, for what a boss, blah, blah. 
this guy's had more injuries and yeah, major, injuries. you know, net major injuries, <laughs> yeah, ACLs, and, two, and, two years. yeah, and 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 never complained, just worked his ass off to try to get back. Poor guy gets back a couple years ago, does his other knee. Remember, I right. in the playoffs for the fam. I mean, he hasn't literally not been given one break. You have to earn your breaks, make your breaks, but I think now let's knock wood and just hope he, like you said, stays consistent because he is an energy guy. He's a fun guy to have around. He, he makes you laugh. He every, is a funny Just dude. with his French, his French accent, he may say something normal, but it's just funny, you know, yeah. when he's he says so, it the way it comes out. He's so intense, right? He's so in the yeah. moment and, and excited all the time. And so when it comes out, it comes out with uh, a flair, but uh yeah, no, I'm I'm just uh, excited to see what he he can do and, and be consistent there back there. And I remember him calling me up uh, when AV told him that he was going to go to training camp as a forward, and he's asking me for advice. I hooked him up with Marco Prazo, the old fight coach there, um, which he you know he connected with and you know got a little more comfortable um, hanging on and 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 chucking him. But um, you know that was him going in there as a forward again. I, I think he just looks he just looks so much more comfortable back there again yeah. if he just keeps it simple i think he'll be totally fine just let him play some games and, and get that comfort he should be good now he pounded the guy scores a big goal uh obviously first nhl goal but the game winning goal so to me um I, i'm excited for you know this next week two weeks and see what this uh this team can do with a little little jam back there yeah i i think it's gonna start going in the the positive direction and then hopefully everyone else does because we know how it can be around here sometimes with oh get rid of the team get rid of the boys yeah. everybody relax here yeah. we got time so hopefully uh like you said um it stays consistent and and, and they build off of it <clears throat> all right Riggs let's get into our interview with Patrick Maroon presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. 68 teams started the tournament only the best have survived including Oregon State who started as a 12th seed and now are in the Elite Eight. No one could see that one coming. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt, for your shot at winning $100, all it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. I got to figure out who's going to win the next game, bro. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry. If college basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odd boost on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code KNUCKLES to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows, Racetrack, and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week we are so happy to have the big rig with us. 
two-time Stanley Cup champion, Mr. Patrick Maroon. What's up, Patty? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm yeah, glad we can get this uh, going. Yeah, man, it's been a while. It's been a while, and you've had a ton of success since I last saw you and, and connected with you, and it's uh, amazing to see. And um, you guys are rolling again this year, so... How, 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 how is it, how is it feeling for you? Like, you know, being on this side of it, you know, when we first connected back in, I guess it was 2008. Yeah. 2008 when Trace Cannon camp, but Um, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't last seen you, Riles, since I got sent home from uh, Philly. You're my coach. (laughs) (laughs) That is the last time I saw you. And I I definitely wanted to talk about that. So you may as well just jump right into that since you brought it up. But yeah, no, I think, uh, um, obviously, uh, it was probably the wrong decision, but I think, uh, you, oh, you could talk, you could talk, to the, uh, um, you could talk to the, the, the state of affairs with the team and you probably land up being just the, the scapegoat and, and whatnot. But, uh, um, it's funny how things work out and how you, you know, took it the right way and you, and you shoved it up their ass big time, 10 times over. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, talk, yeah, talk about that. I mean, cause I was going to bring it up anyways. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough for any player to go through, but. Talk about that experience. Yeah, I just think um, when you're a young kid and you kind of – you had success your rookie year and you kind of – I stayed in Philly all summer. Um, I was actually staying at Jimmy McCrossin's house. I had groin surgery, hung out with Nasty a lot, me and Derek. And, <laughs> you know, we'd sit there and have lunch every day together. And, you know, there's a lot of high hopes for me going into training camp that year. Um, you know, I was one of the last ones to get cut there and then sent down. And then, um, it was just, you know, get, going down around neck and then going into your third year. Um, it was just, you know, they pretty much put me right to the minors right away. And you kind of, I guess you're a young punk back in the day, you know, you just, you think you, you should be on a team or you think you should get, you know, a, a legit chance. It. I didn't get any preseason games and I actually got one. I actually, we had a bus, we had a take a car service up to Buffalo, play the last Buffalo uh, preseason game. I actually remember that we, I played, um, but yeah, I mean, I think we just got off to the wrong foot. I think me and Greg Gilbert, I'm sure Riles will tell you, I don't think we he didn't really like me. I don't know if he could have been my attitude, but um it just, it, it was tough for me, you know, I just, you know, I, I think I showed up, um, I don't know if I was late to a meeting or an off ice thing, just like a minute late. Uh, and it was kind of tough. I think it was backfire. Our team kind of sucked that year. <laughs> we were off to a terrible, <laughs> uh, we were off to a terrible start. And I think for me though, I was, you know, I was off to a really good start. Uh, stat wise too like I was feeling good about my game I was you know scoring goals and you know I still remember uh, Pac-Man running through the hallway in Adirondack like where's Patty where's Patty you have a phone call and it's Paul Holmgren and I'm like oh sweet maybe this is my opportunity well that didn't fucking work out I went the total opposite way than I thought it was gonna go but it was kind of scary, you know, when Paul Homer's on the phone, he's kind of reaming you, giving you the gears a little bit. And you're, you're still a 21, 22 year old kid kind of finding your place in pro hockey, trying to figure out if you're 
an NHL player, even, you know, just an American league player itself and kind of where you stand and the organization, but where you stand for yourself. And, you know, I, like you guys said before, I have a kid at home and Paul was just like, you're getting sent home with pay. We're not sending you to the coast and you'll basically never wear a Flyers uniform again. And I don't know if Riles can touch on it. I, don't, I was in the locker room that year. I wasn't in the coach's room, but I don't know why I got sent home. I still, to this day, people ask me and, you know, me and Greg Gilbert had our differences. Um, could have been my attitude for sure. Uh, but you, you learn, you learn from your mistakes. And it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me, for me in my career. Even though I really wanted to play for the Flyers, it was kind of the team that kind of built my kind of play, you know, toughness, fight, yeah. you know, they like big body hockey, yeah. stick up for your teammates. And that was just unfortunate bounce for me, but you know, I wasn't in the coach's room. I wasn't in the GM's room. I don't know what happened because I think two weeks later, Greg Gilbert ended up getting fired anyway. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but that's kind of how I felt. I mean, I, it's just shitty how it went out. You know, me and Paul talked, and we had, we had a really good relationship. I have nothing but respect for Paul because he gave me another opportunity to trade for me. He didn't send me down to the coast. He didn't think I belonged to the coast and he didn't want me to go over Europe. And, you know, I finally wrote him a, an email and just kind of said my piece and apologized and what I can do to come back or even if he can get traded, trade for me and I ended up getting traded. So it, it was Honestly, the best thing that could have happened for me as a as a father, as as me as a person, maturity level, where I stood, and how I needed to rebound and act. So, and I mean, I was I was sitting on my cousin's couch in uh, uh, Lindhurst, New Jersey. And I was literally on, on the verge of retiring, just canceling and just playing off the year and just saying, "Okay, I'm done." But you know, that's why you have parents and uh, that help you out. And you know, my son kind of was the for me, it's the reason why I was playing because of him and support him. So crazy turn of events. It's not how you want to play it out, but you know, it's, it was probably the best thing that could happen for me, for myself and my family, my son. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Go ahead and ask. I was just going to say it's, it's hard enough when you're a kid and you're in, and you're introduced to pro hockey, which is what you wanted to do. But at the same time, you also have a young kid. Yeah. You're still a kid. I mean, I can only imagine the emotions, you know, daily. Um, it's hard enough being a pro, which both of you guys know. Um, I didn't, I never played the game, but uh, I know all you guys and, and, and so many different things can wear on you. And you, uh, Patty, had a, you, you know, you had a baby at home. I know you had to miss him, you know, and uh, everything. And then all of a sudden to be thrown a curveball like that. I remember when I found out, I'm like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, is this the guy that walked out of the corner in training camp and undressed three people and then sent Marty Biron into the corner as he just tapped it in the net for a goal? And the whole, the yeah, whole right. skate zone was like, ooh, you know, and someone yeah. does something like that because it was packed for that game. But anyway, we're practice. But uh, I know that had to be tough for you, Patty. But I tell you what, like Riley said, you sure did give everybody a shit sandwich. And I, I'm, I'm happy for you for it. That's for sure. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that, glad to hear you, you you say that it was like the best thing that ever happened to you in your career because that's the way I I saw it, and it's hard to to know that in the moment, you know. Obviously, you're a young guy, and everything is kind of it feels like it's caving in on you, but um, you obviously had the right attitude, and uh, you know, you, you, 
I was on the inside. I was on the other side of the fence there when that happened. And um, it seemed to me the decision was made. We were so goddamn bad that year. And, and it was almost like a message sending to the rest of the team where, you know, you were our leading scorer, were you not? I mean, you're like a point of game yeah. guy. Um, yeah. it was, and, and, you know, and there was, you know, obviously when, when the team's not doing well, they just look for things to nitpick at as you, as you know. Right. And then it's just like, okay, well, I mean, there was a bunch of guys that, you know, going out and maybe they thought you could be in better shape or and maybe whatever, be more of a leader in that moment. Maybe that was the conversation, but it was, uh, um, but, uh, it was, it was one of those things that you said that Greg Gilbert got fired, I think a week or two later. And it's, it was this desperation moves. We had two signed, you know, veterans. Uh, I think that one goal between the two of them by Christmas, uh, we had maybe, th- I think you, besides you, maybe two or three other draft picks compared to some of these other teams that had, you know, like 15, yeah. 15 picks. And so we were like, it, it was just, it's just one of those things. It was like, as a general manager organization, there's nothing else, um, really to do and then just kind of nitpick and, you know, but, uh, that being said, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful to see how much success you've had since then. And, you know, you could go the other way. Yeah, of course you could go out there and feel sorry for yourself, but I mean, you obviously, you're, 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 you're a flyer guy. That's what they drafted you. Your big body. Like you said, you got the, the mitts around the net you fight, you do, you know, you bang, um, you know, but it's unfortunate. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up back in the orange or black before you retire. But uh, <laughs> no, but uh, let's 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 move on because I think you know, yeah, that's that, that's in the past. I knew he was going to dr- talk about it at some point, but you've, let's talk about some you know some positive success that you've had since then. You know, you went you went back home to to play in St. Louis uh, in your hometown, win a Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, talk talk about that experience. That, that must have been amazing Un- under the uh, the guidance of the chief. Uh, Chief, obviously, with the connection with the Flyers, and we've had him on the show before. So, talk about that. That must have been uh, surreal. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So, when I had, you know, when I was going into the free agency there, I was just trying to figure out where I wanted to go. And uh, Doug Armstrong called my agent at the time, and uh, you know, we were just knocking on some doors and just kind of feeling out what we we were going through. And you know, it was kind of a tough off season for me. I went through back surgery, then I went through knee, knee surgery. Um, all in one summer. So I thought I was going to get, you know, a decent looking deal, but you know, when it, when the push comes to shove and, you know, now that the cap is against the wall now and you just kind of, just kind of figure out what, how, what term you can get. And, you know, we had some teams, uh, quite a bit, but a lot of one years, a lot of a couple, two years, but I wanted to go to the team that I had success in the past and I had an opportunity to win again. I was kind of betting on myself to, hopefully put up another 40 point season and, uh, you know, ride it a little bit. And, um, you know, St. Louis was there, you know, I, I would just, you know, I wanted, I love Ray Shero and the devils I, you know, I was really hard. I was so close to going back to New Jersey because I loved Ray Shero so much and I loved the organization. Um, but I just felt like, how can I tell my, you know, my son that I had an opportunity to play in St. Louis? Um, you know, I wanted to win a Stanley cup, you know, I think that prolongs your career just, you know, an extra few years if you have, if you win. So um, it was a tough decision, but I, you know, I thought me and Doug had a great conversation, sat down and, you know, I signed and, and it was, we didn't get off to the best start. Um, <laughs> you know, for me personally too, as individual stats, I was off to a terrible start, start. I had one goal all the way in January, I think. And, 
Um, you know, just the lines were meshed and everything was kind of all over the place. Chief takes over. Um, and he, he just basically brings us in and, you know, I, you guys know Chief Riles, you played for him. Nasty, you, you had him and you guys are all close and he just wants hard work. That's all he wants. He wants you to go out there and work hard and, you know, sacrifice yourself every single night. If you work hard, you're going to play in the lineup every night. And, and he took over and he gave me a life of confidence. You know, I had chief from the minors, uh, you know, he watched over me when I was in Philly. So he knew what I can bring to the table and he gave me an extra, extra juice. And not only that, but he gave everyone else around him, like the, the guys that were struggling um, throughout the year and, uh, the team just adapted to chief and but to put on that blue sweater every single night to have my mom and dad there, my siblings, uh, watching me every single home game. I mean, it was pretty cool. Like my buddies and, um, I want to change it, you know, for anything, you know, some people go back home and you hear the terrible stories, you know, yeah. like fucking yeah. <clears throat> yeah. tickets and, you know, not doing well, your team's shitty and yeah, but it's it it started like that in the beginning and then the tides turned. Chief did an amazing job that year. Um hats off to him. You know, he brought this team together, uh the whole coaching staff and you know, the GM believed in us. That's why he didn't get rid of anyone and he knew we had the team, it was just putting it all together and we did and uh, you know, raising the Stanley Cup, being from St. Louis, uh fuck. It was fucking um it was unbelievable. You know, my son's on the ice after the game, my mom and dad and my older brother ended up going and uh, my sister, other middle brother didn't end up going, but they were there at, at the, at the stadium waiting for us when we got off the plane. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was something I'll never forget. It was the coolest moment of my hockey career playing for St. Louis, putting that sweater on, watching them growing up in the old checkered dome you know, the arena with my dad, you know, my dad, two season tickets. I would sit on my dad's lap. My two, you know, my two older brothers would sit in the other seats. So you just have those fine moments of like watching Adam Oaks and Craig Janney and Scott Stevens. And I mean, shit, we had so many good players, Chris Pronger, right. um, you know, Wayne Gretzky in 95. Um, I mean, our team, the teams we had were just unbelievable. And, Brendan Shanahan. I mean, you go down the list and you just always yeah. wanted to play. As a kid, you 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 go through those moments when you're playing in the driveway with your brothers and um, scoring the big time goal. And I ended up living that throughout the, that year, like scoring, you know, two huge goals and winning the Stanley Cup in your hometown. So, fuck boys, it was something that I'll never forget. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was the best feeling of my life. And you know, I'm so proud to be from St. Louis, but even, you know, more proud for me to be able to put that sweater on the team that I grew up watching and playing. So I'm glad I got the opportunity to do it. And uh, I know Cam Jansen did it, but he didn't end up winning, but, you know, kids looked up to Cam because he played for St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. So, yeah. you know, I hope yeah. kids do the same for me. So they have an opportunity to uh, end up playing for their hometown. Yeah, that was uh, obviously with, my connection with chief and, and knowing you and Braden Shen um, and Michael Delzato as well. Uh, I know he didn't get a lot of time in the playoffs, but uh, he was, he was with your team and man, you had more people pulling for you around here than you can imagine, man. Yeah. And they got that bar, which you know about it in Philly. Yeah. 
Uh, that's kind of where the whole shit show started, I guess. Started, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I'm working for the Flyers, but every night I've got a play Gloria t-shirt on. I'm like, make sure this doesn't get posted anywhere. But, you know, I my son's wearing it. We're watching all the games. But uh, you're, you've just always been such a – just a good person, Patty. And uh, you never change. I was so happy when you, you finally got your, your real shot in Anaheim and you, and you got – you're, you know, you, you there for years and then it, seeing you in Edmonton, you never changed, always been such a, such a good person, humble, humble guy. And it was so, high, it was so nice to see you score that really big goal to in overtime and watching you and chief, you know, chief hug you. And so cool. And it, it was, it was really, really cool, man. And I, I can only imagine how it was for you. I know how it was for all of us, but uh, man, it, it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, it was, man. And like you said, I think, uh, you know, Chief had something to prove too. You know, obviously, you know, with his flyer days getting let go, he just, he wanted to get back to being a head coach. He knows he can be a head coach. And um, so a couple of flyer boys, you know, Shatter, yeah. uh, Delzato, it was kind of nice, you know, it's, you know, Chief got rewarded. I'm so happy for him. He deserves it. You know, even everyone in that locker room deserved it. You know, I look at guys like Steen that been around for so long and, been a leader in that locker room, Petro, and I'm just so happy for that good core group of guys that worked together for so many years and got that opportunity to uh, lift the Stanley Cup. You know, Tarasenko, Schwartzy, those guys have been together for eight years. Jake Allen, so it was a yeah. it was a pretty cool moment because I grew up watching those guys too before I got in the league. So I yeah, I, that was like yes. so it's pretty neat to go full circle, <laughs> you know, go back and and uh, to go back home with one of those boys. That's so cool. I was going to ask you, but you just go back to chief. Uh, you know, you said like you, he brought you guys in and says like, you know, he demands hard work. And I, and I think like, obviously every coach demands hard work. Right. But I think what chief does well is he, he, he like demands respect, right. Or he's already, he's already earned it because of, you know, how he treats people and his past and whatnot. I think guys just like, I remember from like, I had him in the minors briefly and then as assistant coach, but you know, he just like, it's just like, how could you not want to play hard for that guy? You know what I mean? It's just like, I think it just changes the, uh, he just changes like the, the, the dimension of, uh, of willingness and like that primal hockey energy. I'm not sure what, you know, what he, what he kind of like stands for, but he, you know, he brings out something out of, out of players. I feel like that I'm not saying other guys can't do it, but that's kind of what I've, what I've seen, no. you know, with him. Maybe you can talk to that. No, I agree. I think he does. He bring, like you said, Riles, I think he just, how can he not play hard for that guy? He's an unbelievable guy. And, you know, he has a funny side to him that a lot of people don't, that exactly. don't see. He's a, he's a beauty. He's hysterical. <laughs> you know, he can, you know, just, he can yell at you when you get off the bat. Like when you get back from a ship, he's yelling at you, yelling at you. And then he'll tap you on the shoulder and start ma- making fun of you or having a joke <laughs> with you. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that's the guy you want to play with because. For sure. That's, yeah. the, you know, like, I know he's, he's hard on guys, you know, and he gets the best out of everyone every single night. And, there's a reason reason why people work hard for him every single night because he is hard on guys and he is that guy that can have fun and joke around and um and people respond to him. So, you know, he's that's that's just the way it is. I know, like you said, though, Riles, like coaches are demanding, they de- they demand hard work and you know, obviously you have you respond to that, but I think Chief brings a different element to that and how he how he approaches things. He's very approachable with his players, he can talk to his players. 
anyone can go into his office. He tells you the God honest truth and he doesn't sugarcoat anything. I think that's why he has a lot of respect too. He doesn't hide anything. He is telling you why you're not playing, why you're not in the lineup. And this is the way it's going to go. So you're going to work hard for me in practice. And then when you get back, you're going to work hard for me in the game. So uh, he doesn't ask much. He just wants you to go out there and obviously it's performance-based too. If you're not performing, you got to find a way to do that. But, you know, he's just an honest coach and a fun loving guy to be around. And, uh, it's a good guy to talk to his best stories and, uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. Does he ever. and he's a great coach. So I, you know, I love playing for chief. He's, and there's a reason he'll be in the league for, you know, for a long time now. Yeah. yeah I hope so for him. He's awesome. He, uh, one time, Patty, he was when he was an assistant with us, and we had Ben Eager on the team. Eags was having a tough, <laughs> tough first period, and I remember uh, Peter Laviolette was head coach, and he he called Eags his lineup. He's like, "Eags, you're up," and you know, boys are getting ready. And Chief goes, oh, "Eags, just leave your stick on the bench because you don't need it." <laughs> and the fucking boys are just you know and even eggs he's he's trying not to laugh like oh. as he's jumping over the boards you know like <laughs> he's a mess man but god Dude, he is he is funny uh i just it's just funny he's like you guys he goes he just always chirped the players you guys all think you're tough i'll beat you all up <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like looking at you like jesus christ you probably will he, he yeah. might he might oh uh, that's great so, so Patty, just to rub it in even more, you, you win the Stanley Cup in your hometown. I mean, you, what more could you ask for? Well, except for maybe winning another one yeah. the next season. On so, a different team. <laughs> uh, on a different team. And um, that was great to see too, man. Uh, what, what's it like in Tampa? And you're, you know, obviously a uh, new coach and, and, and the team and everything. Obviously it went well last year and you guys are rolling right now as well. Yeah, last year was great. You know, um, I know Coop, Coop's familiar. So when, so when the offer came, I couldn't deny it. I knew they had a good team. So it was another opportunity for me to win. I know they they're feeling the pain from losing Columbus in the first round the year before. So uh, when I got there, the team was stacked, man. It was so fun to play, so fun to watch. But we just had to tweak a few things, uh, work, you know, defensively, you know, limit turnovers and, and we, we did an amazing job. And I think before the pause there, before COVID hit, um, we were kind of struggling a little bit. But, you know, the tides were kind of turned. You can see it turn just a little bit. And then the pause came. And then when we came to training camp, you know, I just remember Coop just coming in and just saying, hey, like, we're not leaving the bubble until we win a Stanley Cup. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're not leaving. And we had that engraved into our heads. And you know, we, we went through all the systems and all the games. We need what we needed to do, how we wanted to play, because our division, you know how it is, it's a defensive division. You have to get through Columbus, um, you know, Philly, Long Island, all these teams that play defense and um, Boston. And they you just had to find a way to win a 2-1 two, two hockey game or, a, you know, or 3-2 hockey game. You had to find a way to play with a one-goal lead. And I thought we did it good job of that and our top players were fucking amazing you know cooch point plot didn't i mean they were unreal for us in the playoffs obviously missing our captain stammer uh kind of hurt us but we found a way to adapt to it you know it was kind of tough blow going in the bubble knowing he won't be there but 
our boys responded. We played so good defensively. Uh, we scored at the right time. We scored timely goals. We got a big time saves when we needed them. And we just, you know, we were, we, you had to get through six of us every single night to score a goal. We made it hard on everyone and uh, we did a good job of that. So was, I was so proud of those guys. It's kind of like the St. Louis story, you know, just trying to conference finals, Stanley Cup finals. You know, they've been there, haven't won. It's the same core group that's been there together for eight years, 10 years yeah. together. Stammer, uh, Stammer scoring that huge goal for us uh, oh, against man, Dallas awesome. in the finals. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Even though what a shift. That, what a <laughs> shift. You get one shift, Stammer, make it out, make it work yeah. or whatever, you know, like, okay. I'll take, I'll take that plus. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, just moments like that that we had throughout the playoffs, you know, guys stepping up, you know, scoring goals, you know, point in the Columbus series, uh, you know, just little things like that. So uh, I love my time in Tampa right now. It's been amazing. Great group of guys here. Uh, great organization. Uh, so it's been fun. This year, we're off to another great start. Uh you know, we're playing like we're supposed to be playing like we did last year in the playoffs. We were playing. We're we're making it hard on teams. When they come on in Tampa, we're saying they're probably saying, geez, we have to go into Tampa and we're making it difficult for them to come in. So, uh, you know, we're, we've been good on the road. Uh, so we, we make it hard on teams every single night. You know, we have a great, you know, obviously we're missing Cooch right now. So uh, that's a that's. You know, we're doing out, we're doing with one of the best players in the league right now. So, you know, we just gotta keep this trend going. You know, I always say it's a dress rehearsal before the playoffs. So right. hopefully the, the boys can keep going here, keep buzzing. And uh but I love my time here in Tampa. I'm I'm so happy I signed another two years. A good group and another chance to win a couple Stanley Cups here. Yeah, for sure, yeah. man. No doubt. Hundred percent. Uh, I'm curious on, uh, on, uh, John Cooper. I've, I've, I've heard great things about him back when I was coaching, we coached against him in Norfolk and they had those amazing teams and he stuck around that organization for so long. I mean, to me, he sounds like he's a, a great coach and, and communicator and, and person. I mean, how, how has he for you, have been for you, um, and the team? Yeah, he's been great for me. Uh, I had him in juniors. Back in we the did. day, we won together. Yeah, oh. in the North American Hockey League. Oh, uh, oh wow. that goes way back. So, uh, so that goes way back. So we won together there. But no he's way. been a great coach. Texarkana, uh, Texarkana uh, Bandits. Was yeah, it I, I played with them there. Then our team moved to St. Louis. Oh, the following year, same the Bandits, league, the, the Bandits, St. Louis right? Bandits. Yeah, Texarkana Bandits yeah. and St. Louis yeah. Bandits. So, huh. yeah, he's been. He's he's a great communicator riles he's unbelievable um knows how to get his players going he has this um you know he has this like swag to him that is pretty cool pretty neat that he can uh get the players feeling the same way very confident um you know he's very good at you know structure and how to play the right way and he he just gives just you all the information you go out there and perform it so um, you know, he's very, commu he communicates well with the players. He knows how to t talk to them. And, um, so he's, he's awesome. He, he, you can approach him very well too, which is awesome about coaches that, you know, some coaches, you can't even go up and say hi to them. They just walk right by you. You know, Coop will take time to say hi. You can say hi and you can shoot the shit with them. So, 
you know, you need coaches like that. It's like yeah. chief. You need, you need people that, you know, that recognize you yeah. and know that you're still here. Not, you're just not a, a, just a stick that goes out there, you know, just yeah. tap you over and go over the board. Yeah. Or, but so he, 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 you know, he's got a lot of similarities like chief and that's, what's, it's cool. I've been lucky and fortunate to play for so many good coaches. And, uh, and there's a reason why Coop has had success with the Tampa teams right. in the past because of how he coaches and how he approaches the game and, uh, you know, and how he's a learner of the game. He's, you know, he learns something every day, you know, um, and, he, you know, the boys just go out there and play hard for him. You know, he's a coach you want to play hard for every single night. So it's been fun, man. And uh, he's done an amazing job, you know, not only last year, but this year too, you know, handling the situations, you know, some say it's a cop hangover, but he's done good of sticking on us and yeah. being hard on us every single night. And, you know, we expect high, expect high demands every single night. And he, he makes sure he preaches that. Nice. Yeah. You can't let the foot off the gas. I think as soon as you let guys no. get complacent, that's when it falls apart. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably hard to do that consistently, you know, like mentally getting ready to prepare like that. Cause I know he's a, he's big time into that prep work, but yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, it but, gets tough. You know, yeah. you guys know how it is. It's like the dog days, man. Especially yeah, now where it's it like, is. Well, especially nowadays, right? Jeez. Especially now, geez, you know, just hunkered up. But you know, now you're just you're getting close. We have like twenty something games left. So now you're just like you're excited a little more. I think ten games left. You're like, okay, like playoffs are right around the corner. And you guys know that's the best time of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys are you're you're it's it's coming up quick too, but you guys are playing. So I can't imagine uh, the fatigue maybe i mean you're a you're a specimen though patty so you're probably yeah, okay. Specimen, I'm okay uh but uh <laughs> i was say, talking to carter hart today he uh i ran into him today and he's just like man we, we play seven and ten days coming up here like in a week and they've been playing four games a week just like you guys it's it just can't be easy and I mean, for goodness sakes, you can't even go get a cup of coffee in a place, really. I mean, I guess you could, but you got to be careful, right? Like, they, they got their yeah, eyes all over you. You can't do much, man. Yeah. Just, like, when you're at home, you can go to Starbucks and stuff, but right. everything's still frowned upon now. You can't do anything. So, hopefully this ends soon because I think it's mentally, it's, you know, like Carter said, man, you know, you're playing seven and ten, and it's 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 a grind like we're in the midst of a grind right now and after tomorrow night we have two days in between game and then we're back to the grind and then back on the road for 10 days and it's just like you're playing every other day so we play pretty much every other day in april except we have one two-day break and then it's every other day and we play at the end of the year the last game we have six games and like i don't even know what it is it's insanely it's, it's crazy so. yeah it's crazy so, I mean, you have to get it done, but I think yeah. guys, you lose, you, you're going insane a little bit, you know? Yeah. Cause it's, it's tough, you know, sitting in your hotel room or when you go home, you're sitting in your house and sitting, you know, you're with the wife and, Oh, what you do today? Nothing. One from the, <laughs> one from the bed to the coffee machine <laughs> to the couch to, I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing to talk about, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> I, I just i'm just it's just well, what did you do today oh we just practiced ate breakfast ate lunch you know yeah. took a shit, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. like, I, don't, 
Like, trying to stay in the rank just so I yeah. didn't come home right away. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, the, the the equipment guys, Bubba and those guys in Ray are like, guys, fucking beat it. Or maybe yeah, they want you there because, well, Ray wants so, to go get on his boat, eh? He wants to go yeah, get on Ray's his boat. Fishing. Yeah. So, and Bubba's, Bubba's always grilling. I'm always, I'm always getting pictures of him grilling uh, uh, food and everything. But, um, I had a question for you, Patty, uh, going back a little bit, um, <clears throat> when you're in Edmonton there, uh, obviously you're playing with, you've played with superstars a lot in your career. I mean, even in, like going back to Anaheim, but, uh, Connor McDavid, we've asked a couple guys, like, what's that like every day watching, watching him like practice games. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's a star. Um, he takes care of himself. I think it's just cool how he handles himself away from the rink, inside the media. Very humble kid. And he just wants to win, man. He has that competitive edge that he wants to win every single night. He wants to be better than the next player every single night. But, I mean, you'll be in practice, and then, like, one minute, you're next to him, and the next minute, you're like, where did he just go? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. And he, and he does it at full speed. And, um, oh, man. And his hands move so fast, and oh. sometimes it just looks so casual when he shoots the puck or, like, when he's just stick handling and two-on-one, he's just, like, looking back and forth. He's not even looking at the puck. He's not even looking at the net. He's, I mean, it's just crazy what he can do. His vision on the ice is unbelievable. Yeah, I had the opportunity to play with him. It was pretty cool. I mean, um, I had a lot of success, obviously, playing with him. So that was uh, yeah. really, really neat. You know, we brought the team to the playoffs that year. and. Uh, Fuck, we could have made it to the conference finals, but watching him as a kid and just watch him as develop as a leader, you know, and become a player that he is right now. I mean, he's taking an Edmonton team, Edmonton team right now. Him and Drysaddle are, I mean, Oof. two elite players that are yeah. going to be elite for a long time to come in this league, and they're only going to get better at age. And that's what's scary about these two. I mean, they're just so good, and um, you know, I'm proud of them. I hope uh, Edmonton does well, man. I know he's a competitor. He wants to do, he wants to win. Um, but it was fucking awesome playing with that kid every single night. Uh, oh, knowing I get the chance to play with him, people chirp me all the time about it, but fuck, you still have to put the puck in the fucking yeah, hey, 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 man. Big, big, man. You get the, hey, that's you, it. Yeah, you uh, can pass it to me all you want, but shit, you still got to put it yeah. in there. Man. You have to, man. They don't ask to. how, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. I, I had, it's funny because uh, obviously being in the East, I, I'd only, you know, see you guys a couple of times, but a lot of my friends would be like, like, what's that? I'm like, you, you don't, you can't understand it till you see it in person. Like, yeah, you see him on TV. You're like, Oh my God, this guy's, I'm like, you got to see it in person. This guy comes <laughs> yeah. by, by the bench and you blink and he's at the other blue line and he's already gone by three guys, you know, and he, he basically, yeah, it just, it, it is amazing. That's why I just wanted to ask you. I mean, I figured you weren't going to say, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> did have 27 that year too. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but um, no, man, it was I, just so cool though. Like I, like, you know, I, I've worked on my board work all, all year and, you know, Tom McCollum's like, Hey, if you just, you know, when your puck battles in the D zone and make sure you make a nice pass, see, you know, you have good hands, good vision and use it just meet him down there and you know fuck i said to make sure on the tape and just a little enough far in front of him and he was gone he's gone i mean yeah right 
and it was gone. And then when I got there, there, there could be a rebound laying there. I, you know, cause he would go one on two or, you know, like, it was just like little stuff like that, that I was just so amazed by it. I was, I'm glad I got to be firsthand of watching that, you know, if it was on the bench or, you know, on his line. So, yeah, <laughs> it is amazing to watch, man. It, and you're right about dry What a beast this guy is too. Holy cow, man. I think his backhand's better. His backhand's better than his forehand. I mean, his passing's unbelievable. Yeah, and he doesn't get enough credit, obviously. But you know, those two are probably the top two players in the league right now. I was, I was gonna, I was just gonna say on, uh, on the whole McDavid thing there. Like, this, this guy is obviously like built for hockey, and you said he takes care of himself. Like, is, is he like, is he, is he like that all in on his like off ice conditioning aligned with his natural raw skill? where that just makes him like that much faster. Like, you know what I mean? Cause he just seems to be that much faster, even against the fastest guys in the NHL. Is that, or is that just yeah, like, was. what is that? I mean, I don't, I mean, he does take really good care of himself. Um, you know, I know he, he works on his, his skills a lot and his speed a lot. Uh, he does a lot of quick feet stuff. So, I mean, um, there's not, I mean, he's, I think he was the best, fit player in Edmonton when I was there two years uh, in a row. Yeah. So he's, so he was, he's in really good shape. Like his VO two, like he takes really good himself. Really good. I, it's always funny. I've always, Oh, sorry, Patty. I didn't know you're still, uh, no, go ahead. I was going to, I was just going to say like, uh, all the years, 26 years of uh, watching you guys come to camp. And it was always funny when they, they used to make you guys run a lot more than they, maybe they still do. I, <laughs> it seemed like in the last couple of years, that's kind of toned down with the running, but it was always funny. The guys that were the best skaters ran like they were shot out of a cannon. I, I just yeah, wonder, right. I've never seen him run. I would just, I would imagine he's like a gazelle. Guy, he, runs a lot. <laughs> yeah. he does. I mean, yeah, he, he must look like the, the road runner, just gone, man. We got yeah, Braden Coburn who uh, yeah. played with last year. I remember Kobe doing sprints. I'm just like, Oh my God, this yeah. guy, he literally looked like he was shot out of a cannon when he would run and he could skate like that as well. And it looked kind of effortless, you know, but. Kobe Ashi's still a beast. That guy's yeah, still the yeah. best freak guy. Got yeah, exactly. those days. We used to fucking run all, all the time. Yeah. Rookie camp. I remember at seven o'clock at night, we had a meeting, put our stuff down and we had to run around the fucking neighborhood of fucking oh, yeah, like the three or four Jersey. mile yeah. run there. Yeah. The three or four mile run. Oh, it was painful. Day, to run two miles. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. What's yeah. going what on I, here? What I signed myself in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you in training camp, that was like part of the fitness test. Like it was like a three mile run and then he dropped it to a two mile run. And it was just like, yeah, I remember it was at Ashram was was doing the two mile run in his bare feet and gags. You know, these guys are like <laughs> they didn't want Ash to wasn't finishing and Ash wasn't finishing either way. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you oh, know man. he was crossing running with us and doing the fitness testing with us. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a boot camp back then. Man. It was a boot camp. It was a scary camp to go to. I yeah. I just oh, man. the one camp we went, it was funnier than hell. We got rewarded. We, we went and, um, we ran the Eagle st- uh, stairs and guys are fucking gassed after like, <laughs> just, and everyone's like, Oh, you, and Jimmy's like, you guys got rewarded. And we're like, Oh, sweet. What? I thought we'd be like a beer or something. It's fucking <laughs> cheesesteaks. We're like, we, 
We just ran the stairs. I'm not even hungry right now. Cheesecakes? <laughs> yeah, right. Give me a beer or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm surprised uh, they even did that cheesesteak. Yeah, I know, right? Well, surprised. back then, it, I uh, guess back it was, then it was more, yeah. Though. it was There wasn't a whole lot of science in, into the nutrition side of things. But since <laughs> you brought that up, I, I, we'll, we'll ask the question of, like, you've seen the evolution of basically kind of like the, the end of that old era essentially right like that total mindless era into like how much mindfulness is put into the to the game now like the, the preparation of technology but the strength and conditioning and all these pieces and that's why i was asking about mcdavid is just like there's there's so much science now and like becoming like, like like optimum athletes let alone optimum hockey players and you can kind of join both forces but back then it was it was just like that old school like meat and potatoes it was just like do bench squat go run it's like all these things that like really don't matter you know if you got mitts and you can score and you can play hockey why does it matter how much i bench you know what i mean so you've yeah. seen you've seen the evolution now i mean you're probably more focused on recovery than the work especially now during covid you want to talk to that because yeah. you've, you've seen it evolve at, you know it, Real time. Yeah, I've seen it all. I mean, I came into the league when you guys, I mean, my first, oh, God, I was scared of shit. My first rookie camp was like you, Shelly, Carcillo. Oh, man. Um, I mean, Jimmy Dowd was there. <laughs> yeah, right? Junkyard. Well, junkyard, yeah. But I, you know, I had all these guys, but when I first made it is when Timu, it was with Solani, Saki Koivu, Brian Allen, Sheldon Surrey, a lot of old school guys uh, that were kind of still on their way out, but, you know, playing. And um, there was no nutrition, you know, back in the day. You kind of – you guys knew how it is. You guys ordered your own food. Like, yeah. the players would get Chipotle or – now it's Chipotle now, but, like, you yeah, know, in and out pizza and whatever else. Or, yeah. like, or something. And then – now, you know, you used to get pizza after games. You know, there used to be ice cream and cookies at pregame meal. Now there's nothing. No pizza after games. No ice cream. Really? I mean, wow. Yeah. We, I mean, it's just changed so much now. But um, but now there's so much technology, though. Like Ryle said, you know, like guys have skills coach now. and They watch video. They don't just watch video of themselves. They watch video of their self now with the video, you know, through Zoom calls now and uh, you know, guys are, you know, want to know how fast they can jump and their, their twitches. And, and there's so much technology now and it's game is changing a lot. You know, it's built on speed right now, but hopefully you need, you need some toughness. You need some people that need to slow the game down a little bit because, you know, it's, you can't just have a bunch of guys going a mile a minute and fucking run around like a bunch of, guys, <laughs> right. you know, idiots. Yeah. And, um, uh, just you know i just i just feel like you know you need a little old school in this generation of hockey 100 percent. yeah you can't let it you can't let it leave because you need those type of guys to, you know just teach the young kids a little bit of something uh you know guys play video games on the road now you know there's no beers you know it's just a different a different animal which is fine you know like it's taking a turn a little bit, but hopefully that turn can come back a little bit as some of these old school guys that are kind of left the game, that hopefully they will come back in it a little yeah. bit. You can see it a little bit happening. Some of the guys are coming back in it and kind of taking over. But, yeah, just adapting to the new world we're living in right now. And it's it's crazy that uh, how when I came in the league now to what it is, <laughs> when I yeah. came into the league, when it first started, 
to what it is now, it's it's taken a 180. Yeah, um, big time. You know, it was put your bags down when I first got in the NHL. Let's go have beers, you know? Yeah, right. Neil bag don't... chuck. That's what Skillsy, uh, <laughs> Skillsy calls it, the bag chuck. Open the door, chuck <laughs> the bag, and you go. Yeah. How and now, guys, now guys are checking their heart rate monitors. So they <laughs> yeah. Getting their sleep and how much sleep they're getting and what they need to do to recover, how much food they need to intake, how much, you know, uh, recovery drinks they need to take and vitamins and which is fine. I'm not, I mean, I'm an old school soul. I don't do any of that. You know, I just kind of just try to do what's best for, you know, myself, you know, I, I haven't really got into the, all the technology stuff, you know, I'm kind of old school, ride the bike a ton in the summer. And, um, you know, I try to do a little bit to get faster, but I'm, I'm getting older now. So, uh, I just try to, like Ryle said, just recover. You know, when you get when you get done with long season, just recover and try to maintain where your body's at, and maybe get in a little better shape each year, uh, and just uh, just keep grinding through this. You know, I've I've done a really good job of playing, of taking care of myself. So, you know, I just got to keep trending in the right direction. But I, I haven't got into that other science stuff. But it's around <laughs> the league right now. But uh, you know, I'm happy. You know, if guys are happy with it. You know. I'm happy with them. So, yeah. but like yeah. I said before, you need that old generation of old school players to hang around just a little bit or have that in them. Uh, Cause you need that in the game. Yeah. Need it. I, I think, I think too, Patty, you, you could speak on this. You, you need it in the game. You need it in your room. You need these young guys yeah. to, to have guys like yourself. Uh, and, you know, like here, here uh, in Philly guys like Jake Voracek, um, he's really good with that. Even Claude, you know, Claude's Claude's old school. Christ, Claude's thirty five years old now. Not, I'm not saying he's old, but yeah. you know, he's been yeah. around too. He he's seen this whole evolution, uh, like we all have. And uh, I think it's so important for a hockey team, anyway. I mean, I'm not a GM or a coach, but you you can even as an equipment guy, you know, when your room's tight, and and you know those guys that are like a glue in that room and, and, and uh, you're totally right, man. I think you're, you're probably, I mean, like I said, you're, you're a great guy. You're a great player. Um, and there's a reason why you were brought there. And, and I'm sure you're one of those guys in the locker room. Um, you, you know, like you said, you're an old school soul and, and you, you know, you, you're skilled, but you stand up for your teammates when you have to, which I think is always going to be needed in this game. I think it's very important. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, but uh, anyway, man, it's, I think it's good to have those guys, like you said. No, I think so. Yeah. You need it. Like you see guys have fun in the locker room and the old school guys are always talking to the young guys and making them feel welcome and making sure they're having fun and chirping them a little bit. And, you know, you can see them get sensitive and you have to go up to them and say, Hey, if I'm not making fun of you, then that means I don't like you. So, right. Uh, you just gotta, you just, you just got to keep it loose a little bit. You know, sometimes during the year it can get too tensed and too riled up and it's got to come and never have a bad day. in the NHL. you're going to have a bad day eventually, but you know, I look at it like you never have a bad day. You strap your skates on, you're doing something you love and you got to put a smile on your face when you're doing it. Cause if you're not having fun doing it, then what's the point of fucking going to the rink? So right. um, you got to have that mentality every day, you know, every day people are serious about their job, but, Sometimes you got to get get them away from it a little bit and fucking crack a joke and make fun of them a little bit and loosen up. 
Yeah. hundred percent. I always remember you like, you know, again, like a glue guy, you know, your teammates liked you and, and you like to have fun. Um, maybe a little too fun, who knows, but we all, we all did, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we, we all did. But, uh, I remember like the, the one say knock on your, your, your game back in the day was your skating. Right. And like, you see how the game has gone with the speed you're talking about playing with McDavid and stuff like, you know, uh, talk, talk about that a little bit. Cause we're talking about the training and the evolution, but like, obviously at some point you said, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, every player can work on their skating. Right. I mean, that's just like a, the foundation of the game, but somewhere along the line, you, you must have. And then you're still, you know, thriving in today's game, which is arguably the fastest hockey game has ever been played. And, and you're, again, bringing the element of old school, but obviously your skating has improved tremendously. You put some ton of time into it. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so when I was, when I was young, I always knew I was the slowest skater on the team. But, you know, I always had to find a way to adapt to it. And, uh, you know, I always sat in my garage and stick handled with a golf ball and just worked on my hands, you know, I'd shoot it against a brick wall and always kind of turn my head a little bit, you know, move my eyes a little bit, just kind of see, you know, you know, where I could see the passes. And uh, I played a lot of roller hockey back in the day and um, that helped my vision, my hands and my hockey sense <clears throat> were kind of adapted to me to the NHL. So, you know, when I, when I got to the American League American league level, um, you know, guys were better, guys were stronger, fitter, faster. And I, I just had to adapt to where in the summertime I'd go home and just kind of work on positioning where, um, you know, I'd get the puck on the wall, have confidence with it to make a play and, uh, you know, make a play in the middle, you know, make a play to the weak side D and, um, and I just got very positional for myself. You know, especially day and age now where it's so fast, you have to adapt. So you have to use your hands or your hockey sense. So for me, um, you know, I just try to be strong on the boards and make, you know, make good outlet passes. And, and I know once I get going, I can meet them there. Um, you know, guys are faster than me, but when I get going, I can I can get up the ice a little bit. But you got to adapt to the game where you're, you're positional on the D side. You know, you have good stick. Good, you know, uh, but for me in the offensive zone, I found a way to play that big style hockey, just kind of dumping it in, holding people below the top of the circles, using my hands, using my body as, and uh, to protect the puck. So I found ways to do it. You know, I'm never going to be the guy that skates the puck from blue line to blue line inside the neutral zone. You know, I might get lucky here and there, but, you know, I just, I found a way to adapt to the new NHL, winning my puck battles on the boards, making good outlet plays. Um, you know, holding pucks down low below the top of the circles and uh, creating space for my alignment. And I found a, I found a way to do it and I got good at it. And it's, I think that's the reason why I've kind of stayed myself in the NHL is because, you know, teams need a guy like myself that can hold on to pucks down low, especially when come playoff time, you know, set your lineup for the next shift. And I think I've done a good job of adapting to that. So it's been fun. Um, you know, I'm never going to be, the, I'm not the flashiest player. I'm probably the ugliest player, but I find a way to get the job done. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I love it because, you you know, your bread and butter is the top of the circles in, like you said, you're heavy on the puck, you, you hold on to the puck. It's all these outlet plays you're talking about. It's everything, all these little details that all, 
all coaches talk about and you're able to execute. You got good at it. You know, like you don't need to be McDavid whipping through the neutral zone with the puck. You know, it's like, you got other skill sets that uh, a lot of yeah, players don't I, have. That's right. And Patty, like, don't discredit yourself, buddy. You've got, you've got, sick hands man, sick and mitts, man. Every, everybody knows it's i don't want to embarrass you man by uh, pumping your tires here but you've got ridiculous mitts man thanks and, i appreciate it yeah and i mean it shows with the numbers you've put up your whole life really um i i'll never forget i said it earlier but i remember in your i think it was your first camp you guys were scrimmaging and you had to puck and you you're battling and you came up with it and you toe dragged someone Went through another guy's stick. I'm talking about NHL. I'm talking about guys that are established. <laughs> and then you you did a move. I can't pretend to know what you did. I because if I tried it, I'd probably hurt myself. But you made a move, and and Marty Buron ended up in the corner, and you, you were like in front of the net. And you just literally laid it into the net, and I was like, "Holy fuck, boys!" Yeah. Like that was insane, man. Skills. But, That's when uh, I had confidence. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, you should have it because uh, you're yeah, still a player, man, and a big part of your team. So it's it's awesome to see. And I appreciate it, boys. It means a lot. It really does. Yeah. So well, we'll let you get back to uh, your dinner. I know you're in uh, Carolina prepping for tomorrow's game, but uh, we really do appreciate you carving out the time here to sit and, and shoot the show with us a little bit. Uh, awesome to see and reconnect with you, brother. No, it's been fun. I love stoving and snapping around with the boys. So it's it's great. I'm glad we can. Glad we got this done. I've been following you guys, listening. You guys have good stuff. So hopefully the fans like this one. Yeah, yeah man, they will, brother. Thank they you will. so much. Really miss you, buddy. And so, so proud of you and happy for you, my man. Yeah. Hey, Thanks, Nasty. Make it, make it three in a row, bro. Yeah, no reason yeah. not to. Yeah, hey. go. I know. No reason, man. <laughs> we have an opportunity here, so I'm looking you forward do. to it. I hope we, I hope we do. I hope we uh, have a chance here and uh, hopefully these guys can go back to back here and Make it three in a row. So here we go. Hey, All right, brother. The is on. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, boys. Right. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Really See you, bud. Take care. See you, boys. That episode was brought to you by Deal Dash. Sick and tired of bidding sites that don't work and are hard to use? Fortunately, that wait is over with Deal Dash, an easy and fair and honest bidding site. This app will change your life. A brand new TV sold for less than $2. A car sold for less than $1,000. These are some of the best deals hit over the last decade on DealDash. Not to even mention, shipping is always free. Hundreds of auctions daily on brand new items ranging from TVs and laptops to tools and kitchenware, and even cars with guaranteed free shipping. All auctions start at $0 and you have a 90-day money-back guarantee on the first bid pack purchase. You can use DealDash both on the website, dealdash.com, as well as through our iOS and Android apps. Use the promo code KNUCKLES for an additional 100 free bids when making your first bid pack purchase and start bidding now. I also want to thank Patrick Maroon for carving out the time and hopping on with us, Nast. Uh, awesome guy. Uh, continued success. It's amazing to see him uh, go from the doghouse to the penthouse. And, uh, uh, you know, oh, I, I love the guy. He's, uh, you know, he, he is the, the catalyst on these teams that he's been, been playing on. And, uh, uh, and he keeps finding a way. He does, man. It's, it, it's just, it's so nice to see him win. In St. Louis, anyone like we've talked about before, anyone that we've known that were 
we were on teams with or, or whatever, but like, he was such a nice guy. I felt like he didn't really get the, I don't know how well he was treated. I hate to say that. Like, I think he was, he was that guy that, that got picked on a lot. You know, like you had said to him, he, he was a little overweight, you know, but he's also 18 years old. He's back then too. Like now it's different. You got these 12 year olds with, with personal trainers now, Yeah, you know, like preparing themselves, their, their, their food back then it was just, you, you just would wing it. Right. Like, so he was a big kid. He scored a lot of points at junior um, even his, even his rookie year, if you look at his numbers, he had great numbers, oh, yeah. but they just, they were, they were really hard on him. And I felt bad for him because he had a, he had a newborn, um, making him actually making him stay in town, which he enjoyed. And it probably did help him in the long run with his working out and everything, but that's tough for an 18 or, you know, a 20 year old kid. He's got a baby little boy and they make him stay, but yet they're letting the European guys go home all summer. You know, I, 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 that always kind of like, I kind of felt bad for him for that, but uh, you know, he kept his mouth shut and did his thing and it, and it's worked out great, man. He, he, he's got a serious chance to win three cups in a row, man. I'm not sure. I mean, I wonder if anyone's done that actually. I'm not um, sure, but when, he does have a legitimate I, he chance. Has, he <laughs> legitimate. sure does, man. Yeah. No, I, I'm rooting I mean, for him, obviously. I mean, yeah. I mean, talking about what you're, you're building off what you're talking about there. I mean, I think you got the short end of the stick, like you said. Like, I think, that, you know, the Flyers and these teams, they, they want their prospects to flourish, right? So they think that sticking around for the summer is is in the best interest of them. And, and, and rightfully so. Maybe maybe it is. Um, he's in a little bit different situation with his child and, and whatnot. But uh, he got the short end of the stick with the Phantoms there when they released him or they sent him home and then eventually traded him. But, you know, like we said in the podcast there, he – he was the scapegoat of the whole thing, you know, from what I learned. And, you know, when I heard uh, on the other side of the fence there, he was just, he was just the easy target, you know, like you said, he, yeah. you know, he was, you know, he, you know, kind of in the fat club there a little bit, um, you know, they were, they were hoping that he would work on his, his skating a little bit more and be a little more dialed in there. And they wanted to send him a message, I guess. And, and I think he got it, you know, like he says in the yeah. pod too, it was the best thing that ever happened to him in the moment, obviously a tough one to swallow. You're essentially, you're, your your pipe dream and, and your pro career might be down the tubes in the moment. You don't know where it goes from there, but uh, he responded well. Uh, obviously, he took it yeah. you know, as a, as a learning experience, and obviously, uh, worked on what he needed to. Got in better shape, you know, skating. I think his skating has always been like the question mark. You know, you talked about the rollerblading. Maybe that translated into his stride on the ice, but top of the circles in man, bread and butter. I mean, he is strong. He's got silky yes. smooth mitts, like you talked about. And uh, he finds a way to get it done. He's a grinder. He'll stick up for his teammates, grind it out, uh, bare knuckle brawl when he has to. Yeah. And uh, just amazing to see him, uh, continue, you know, have continued success because, you know, he went back home to St. Louis for a year, wins his cup, Tampa wins a cup. And then here they are in first place again. And uh, he's found his role. He's found his niche. You know, he knows he's not, yeah. you know, that first line guy. And um, and he's accepted that role and he's going to continue to get contracts if he keeps uh, doing the grunt work. So. Yeah, exactly. A few years ago, too, I forgot to mention to him, uh, it was one of those moments where he, he was playing when he was with Edmonton and they played St. Louis and he got the game winner and oh, his yeah. son was there yes. and he did the interview and he kind of broke down and I'm like, I remember that you're, you're crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, it was it was tough to not like shed a tear because you know how much it meant to him. And then, you know, a, a year later, or two years later, winning the cup with his son there. Oh, insane, yeah. you know, playing for the blues, 
And he, you know, how much he talked about it on the show here, just, it was just a dream come true for him. I I mean, who who wouldn't want to be in their hometown and win a Stanley cup and, you know, it's awesome. Great story. He's a great guy. Like we said, nicest human. He's just a good, good guy, man. Yeah. And he's a throwback, you know, he's one of the yeah. last, you know, one of the last gladiators from that, that the bridge of that old school era, you know, he's wired, like, yeah. you know, like I, like I was and, uh, and some of these other old school guys, obviously way, way more skill, but uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, I, I love to see him kind of carrying over that torch and, and kind of being one of those last guys standing and, and having that old school attitude. Um, and, and he knows where he stands, like, you know, top of the circles. And I said that he knows exactly where he, he needs yeah. to flourish and make that, you know, that, that, that breakout pop out play and kind of get up the ice. He, he says he's not going to be carrying the puck up the ice, but um, he mentioned the St. Louis, like it was like a Cinderella story going back home and, and, and winning yeah. a Stanley cup there in that one year. And uh, I, I remember being, being emotional and there was, there was, there was a lot of emotions for me. It was the first time I really kind of tuned in to the NHL as much as I did since I'd been, you know, left the Phantoms, uh, I guess, you know, four years ago now. Um, but, uh, you know, between Chief, uh, you know, Patty, you know, Schenner, uh, Delzato, you know what I mean? I was just rooting yeah. for them, you know, and uh, it was just so nice to see. So um, continued success to him and, uh, you know, wish him the best along the way, man. He's got, uh, he's got the, you know, the world uh, in his hands right now. And I think he just he keeps having the right attitude and keeps doing the right things. I mean, he can extend his career. I mean, uh, for, for, I don't know, maybe three, four or five years yet if he keeps, yeah. uh, keeps it up. Yeah, I agree, man. <clears throat> and and he is, it's funny now, you see a lot of these older guys, he is more fit than he was. Yeah. You know, but back in the day, and, and you have to be, and let's be honest, you, you, you have to be these days. But uh, like you said, he's got some years left in him, and who knows, he might get that third in a row. Those teams out west, there's a couple pretty good teams, man. It's going to be it's gonna be a hell of a uh, playoff um, run this year once we get there. It's It's closer than we think, too. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, it's going to be a grind, no doubt. All right, knuckleheads, be sure to tune in next week. That wraps up episode 16 of Nasty Knuckles. Appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. See you, knuckleheads. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 